What are you drinking? Have you got anything to crack? Nah, I got a coffee to sip. Well, give us some, give us some coffee ASMR. <laughs> I hope that was as gross as I wanted it to be. It was horrible. Good. There you go. I'm gonna crack my beer. Daytime drinking. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's technically my Sunday. Is how I justify it for my work week, anyway. So you know, well, that's su- fair enough. Sunday drinking is fine. Um, yeah, for all the listeners, this is a rare daytime recording for us. Yeah, and the sun's out. The sun's still out. What is this fiery orb in the sky? <laughs> I don't know, but you better not be made of wax. Oh God, <laughs> everything's made of wax, Wes. Oh God, that's a, a yeah. First point: house of wax, more like. Town of Wax. I stole that joke from my wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wife. Oh, sorry. Uh, I've literally been waiting for you to say my wife so I could do a Borat impression this whole podcast. It's only been like a minute. No, I mean, yeah, this whole podcast. Oh, yeah. It's been three minutes. So I've been waiting three whole minutes to do a Borat impression. All right, let's record our shitty intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Alex and Wes Polish a Turd. I'm Alex. And I'm Wes. Because it doesn't matter how hard you polish a turd, it's still a piece of shit. And today, we're watching House of Wax. And I'm melting because I'm made of wax! No! Alright, so I'm doing the rest of the podcast by myself because my co-host has (laughs) melted. Um, he was made of wax. Um, uh, we're not a film podcast anymore, I've decided as well. We're going to do deep dives into my favourite episodes of That's So Raven. Um, <laughs> let me just get a Disney Plus up and we'll do a watch-along episode one of That's So Raven. No, come back, Wes. <laughs> carry, carry on. <laughs> uh, luckily, it's a slow melt, so I can I can probably finish the podcast and then, okay. like Frosty the Snowman before me, be gone by the end of the movie. Oh, you're real, you're Wax. really sad today, Wes. Waxy the 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 wax Wes. Oh <laughs> no, wax Wes, House of Wes. That's a, that's a movie I live every day. Yeah. What's that like? Is it as creepy? I imagine it's as creepy and has just as much new metal and emo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just as much wax as well. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Man, the the soundtrack on this movie was incredible, to be fair. Yeah, well, it came out like 2005, which is that sort of transition from new metal to emo. That's how I kind of see that period. You know, where, like, there were still things in um, in the rock charts, like, yeah. <laughs> like Disturbed yeah. and, um, you know, Corn and that sort of <laughs> early, well, not early, like, late new metal. But then there's also, you had My Chem becoming big and Emo was about to become huge. The world just didn't know it yet. That's the thing. Like, I I had no idea that Helena 
topped off this movie on the credits. And I don't think I've laughed that hard at a horror movie <laughs> in a very, very long time. Oh, it was the best kind of surprise. The soundtrack was pretty sick. Um, I think like within the first like twenty minutes, you've got like disturbed prodigy, Interpol. Yep. Um, I mean, just those three. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we started watching it, um, we were doing like a drinking game along with it, and one of the rules on it was drink every time there's a shitty song, um, like from on the soundtrack. So you never drank. Well, that's the thing. We we vetoed the rule because I was like, well, this movie's from 2005, and if my calculations are correct, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy a lot of the music yeah. on this soundtrack. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think you've said before, haven't you, that like 2005, well, early noughties is your favourite horror. Um, well, that's like my first note on this movie. Um, I did. I made a few like digital notes on my phone uh, this morning, just so I had a few talking points. But um, yeah, yeah, like how we came about to be doing this on the podcast is me and my girlfriend Beck were just looking for, you know, teen horror slasher movie where a bunch of teenagers get killed by some sort of monster, and. Um, I realised I'd never seen House of Wax before. Have you seen it before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm... Sorry, I'll stop typing while I talk. Yeah, um... (laughs) (laughs) This was, like, a go-to movie, um... For sleepovers. Okay, Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, yeah, it would have been, like, 13, 12, 13. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, it just... Because, I think because it had... It had that... 13 year old appeal of the soundtrack <laughs> you know um and it's got a few cheap gross out moments and stuff that yeah you want when you're watching a film with all your friends um i i was actually surprised towards the end at how um how gross some of the moments were <laughs> like because i yeah. remember messaging yeah, you sure. um saying there was like oh there's one bit in it that's really gross that ended up being like one of Not the, as gross. the least <laughs> gross bits, but for some reason that's the one that stuck with me. So I guess like young young Alex found uh, <laughs> that that moment to be really horrible. But yeah. honestly, one of the most disgusting bits is early on where she falls into that pit of deer carcasses. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking gross. But um, but yeah. So so we, me and Beck just kind of ended up watching it and. I, I texted you afterwards to say uh, what I thought of the movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's when you suggested we should do it for the podcast. But, um, yeah, as you were saying a minute ago, like, the late 90s, sort of early 2000s is definitely my favourite era of movies, especially for horror movies. Yeah. Why um, is that? I it, Well, <laughs> I think because it feels modern enough. Like, if you're watching, like, you know... Uh, Halloween, like one of the, the first Halloween movie or, uh, you know, the first sort of Friday the 13th movie or anything like that, as much as I love them, they feel like they were made in the 80s, you know? Mm. Um, everyone looks like uh, that they're from that era. Um, you know, the equipment used, the cameras look like they're from that era. It's just, it just has that whole 80s feel. Whereas, you know, the late 90s creeping into the 2000s, yeah, maybe we didn't have like the full HD equipment we have now, but everyone feels modern, yeah. but not, but not quite. I, I think <laughs> it's interesting because, in a lot of ways, 
I think the early noughties, late nineties horror films have actually aged or, or seem more dated. Yes, yes. Than <laughs> than like the films you mentioned. Like the first Halloween was like nineteen seventy eight, um, and that feels more timeless than say. Uh, Halloween Resurrection, yeah, or like uh, <laughs> like Final Destination, Jeepers Creepers, you know, uh, Wrong Turn. Those that's sort one of, of the reasons. early noughties horror films that there's just something I can't. It's hard to like pinpoint what it is because they all have the same vibe. I think a lot of it is the soundtrack. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it's they they all have the same like character tropes. Like, and I mean like the character tropes are as old as horror is as a genre you know like the you got like the unlikable person and then like the damsel in distress and all that but like the the jock character that's in these sort of <laughs> early noughties horror films like house of wax and the ones i just mentioned like final destination and all that uh you could just swap them out like film to film yep <laughs> and it's the exact same but movie. That's, that's one of the reasons i love them so much yeah. is uh just going back to what you're saying is is they all feel a bit off these early 2000s they do. it's like um they, they they're modern and they feel recognizable and there's things in these movies like the internet and phones yeah but everything is just so slightly off i know it's um, like almost dreamlike isn't it it's like surreal yeah they've got like a real surreal feeling to them we recently watched halloween resurrection together yeah um <laughs> and it was the first time I, i'd seen that as well um and yeah, I think that's a prime example because, you know, they're doing all this stuff with this reality TV show where it's streamed on the internet and, um, you know, they've got phones and they, they're texting each other and stuff. But they're so, like, smug about this insanely outdated technology yeah. that it, it just brings me <laughs> limitless joy. <laughs> like, they, they, they made Halloween Resurrection and they were like, yeah, Palm Pilots will probably be cool forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's that, those sorts of films that are like, um, especially Halloween Resurrection, where it's like, oh, this is modern technology. Like, there was another film. Um, I think we may have seen it in the cinema together back in like 2005, um, where the killer like used instant messaging. Do you... Ooh, um, I want to say it was uh, called Cry Wolf. Yeah, Cry Wolf. I think that was the one. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's things like that where they're like, oh, instant messaging. That's scary. I, I think I think the movie was actually called Cry underscore. Wolf oh, because it was a, it was a username. <laughs> Cry underscore Wolf sixty nine. <laughs> Chunky lover. Um, that was a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Uh, also, another thing about these like um, early noughties films is how like bleak some of them are. <laughs> Even like this yeah. one, just like the film. This film opens with like. Just like a full-on child abuse scene, they're like strapping this like kid into this uh, high chair and like taping him down. And I think the scene ends with him, the kid being like slapped around the face or something. And yeah, I was kind of confused by that. I I kind of I guess it was to give the wax maker kid yeah like, a reason a reason to be evil. Cause I, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I don't even know. Like, um, I guess it also established, like, it shows you, like, his sort of scars on his wrists from where he's been strapped into this chair. And they oh, yeah. show you that later on when you see him grown up. Um, 
But this film apparently had an alternate opening where it showed like a different group of young people being captured and turned into wax. And then later on in the film, you recognise them from the opening in the cinema bit. Oh, which like sounds that. way cooler than this. <laughs> That's way cooler. Yeah. Because um, apparently that person, um, the wax sculptor of Miss Ambrose, is the character from the opening scene. Well, the oh, alternate the, opening like, scene. The like beauty pageant. Yeah. Uh, wax figure. Yeah. And like, because they, li- I, I noticed like when I was watching it, like, oh, they're really lingering on that wax work of um, Miss Ambrose. Um, <laughs> but I don't know why. Yeah, I love those. I love those kind of like fake out beginnings. Where oh, you mate. get introduced. Oh, I, you haven't even seen. Um... <laughs> oh, I won't even say it, but <laughs> I don't know if it's a spoiler <laughs> to like tell someone there's a fake out opening in a film. I, I guess it kind of is a spoiler. I don't yeah. want to know. Um, okay. You you can reveal it at the end. You keep recording it at the end, and you can reveal it then when I'm off the call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then you can just never listen to this episode. Oh yeah, very true. Yeah, um, so yeah, it opens on that child abuse. The mum seems to be making like a mask out of wax. Oh yeah, so I guess it sets up that her kid finishes yeah. off what she started. Oh, like actually, before the film even starts, one thing I noticed was <laughs> um, their publishing company, Dark Castle Entertainment. Yep. Damn, that's like the coolest fucking um, opening title. What do you call that? Um, Logo? <laughs> oh. I'm yeah. sure it has an actual <laughs> name. Uh, but yeah, when it comes up on the screen, like Dark Castle Entertainment and all that, I was like, whoa, I've never seen what that is before. It? I don't even remember what it was. It's all like, um, it's got that, I don't know how to describe it other than like, like 80s fantasy sort of like really over the top gothic-y art like have you played um the board game uh escape the dark castle no but i know everyone always brings it up to me i love board games and everyone yeah. always tells me i should play it it's got that similar art style and like like early 80s like sort of dungeons and dragons art you know where it's like i don't know how to describe it um but it was really cool and i was like oh <laughs> What a cool production company that's definitely out of business now. <laughs> well, yeah, who knows? I, I guess we could find out. Are you finding out right now? Uh, I was going to, but now I can't be bothered. <laughs> Dark Castle <laughs> Entertainment. Enter. <laughs> oh, that makes sense, actually. Because I did notice at the end it was produced by Robert Zemeckis. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> what? Why the fuck is Robert Zemeckis producing House of Wax? Like, I had no idea. I didn't yeah, even see that. It's like, <laughs> what a jump from like Forrest Gump and Back to the Future and Who Framed <laughs> Roger Rabbit. Uh, but apparently he's listed as a producer because he owns, or he was a founder of Dark Castle Entertainment. Okay. Um, along with... Joel Silver, who I think is pretty big as well, isn't he? Big producer. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I guess we should give like a, a bit of a summary of the movie, even though we've already kind of jumped into it a little bit. But uh, A little bit. So we've got our... How many characters are there? Five? So... Yeah. So yeah. we've got 
Jared Paladecki. Paladecki. From Gilmore from Girls. Su- or Supernatural. Um, we've got Alicia Cuthbert, uh, Chad Michael Murray, Paris Hilton, and two other people. <laughs> There's a guy in the credits uh, whose last name was Richard, but he had like a apostrophe after the IR, so it's like Richard. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's amazing. What a great last name. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put start putting an apostrophe. Oh. <laughs> <I> <laughs> we can't both do it. <laughs> I'm gonna put an apostrophe after the W. So now my name is what Esley. Yeah. All right. Do sorry. That. What would yours be then? Come on. I guess. Alex. Alex. Yeah, so Robert Richard is Paris Hilton's boyfriend, and then Blake. John Abrahams. Just Blake. listen to these character names. Um, <laughs> you could probably guess the film here just from the names. Like Carly, <laughs> Nick, Paige, Wade, Dalton, and Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is this the early 2000s? I know, right? Those could have all been friends of Buffy. <laughs> So yeah, these guys are on their way on a road trip to go see a football game, I believe. Yeah, it's like um, what do they call it? Tailgating. Something like Is that. that it? Or, I guess. No, tailgating. No, not tailgating. Um, Desk. I know. So one thing they kept bringing up is that they they really want to go to this game. They got on this massive road trip to this game, but none of them have bought tickets, so they're relying on a scalper. Um, which to me is idea. like they all deserve to die because of their poor planning. <laughs> You know, if if just one of these five characters had any initiative, this would have all been avoided. And why did they leave so late? Like they're constantly running late. Yeah, they are always running late. That was something I found really stressful. Yeah, I know. But yeah, that's kind of interesting. I'm jumping ahead again a bit, but I guess this is a bit more free form because neither of us have proper notes. Um, or the or the movie. Yeah, but like um. They, um, this is one of the few horror films where, like, the the cast completely split in two at the start of it, don't they? Because, like, uh, Wade and Carly go into the town, and the rest of the characters just drive off to go watch this football game. Yeah, they like, just say they're oh, well, there. like, that's interesting. Like, half the cast have just, like, left this entire town and gone to a completely different setting. And they never really get reunited again. No, because they kind of keep the cast in pairs, which I thought was good as well. Because Wade is with Carly's girlfriend, and then uh, Nick is with Dalton, who's the jokester of the group. Yeah, well, we've got... I recognise that guy. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else. I, I want to say he's in one of the Final Destination films. He's in Scary like, Movie. I want to say he's in the second one. He is in Scary Movie. <laughs> he plays Scary Movie in Scary Movie. Ah. Oh, he's in Condemned. Do you wait. remember that? Oh, no, wait. Condemned. No. I'm thinking of something else. Is he not in Final Destination? Have I made that up? Um... I've made that up. It's fine. So yeah, they're on their way to this football game that they don't have any tickets to and they break down. One of their cars breaks down along the way. Um, Wade's car has a broken fan belt. Um, 
And so they've got to try and head into somewhere mm. to find a fan belt. Uh, they stumble across, as you mentioned before, a rancid pile of, what, deer carcasses? or uh, Yeah, just like a massive pile of like rotting roadkill. Because the uh, characters earlier, like whenever the wind blew past, they would all like go, Ugh, what's that smell? <laughs> and I guess it was like they could smell that pile of dead deer they park next but to. falling into that is disgusting to be fair it's fucking gross <laughs> and like it's it wasn't so much the falling it was her like struggling to get out of it yeah i could feel that then, struggle like i've definitely had nightmares I where i can't get out of it something was like stressful. that stressful it was so stressful but uh while while she's struggling in that we get uh introduced to a friendly hillbilly character yeah He's just credited as Roadkill Driver. He doesn't even have a name. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, that it's weird, isn't it? Because like, um, he had a obviously in this, um, and then I didn't really know him from anything else. But uh, last year, he had a very good year. Did he? Um, yeah, he was in Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. Played Charlie Manson. Oh yeah, of course. And yeah. then he was in Mindhunter and played oh. Charles Manson. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and he's fantastic in both of those. That's amazing. So yeah, that's great. Oh, I like that. And um, um, yeah, so this guy picks up uh, Wade and Carly and offers to drive him into town. Um, this is kind of like my first big point about this movie. So while they're driving into town, uh, this this hillbilly guy he's got like roadkill in the back roadkill in the in the seats with him in the in the front passage bit um he's got like knives and stuff hanging off his belt Um, and wade and carly are like freaking out and they get to this uh like sort of river bit where the guy's got to put some stuff on his tires so he can get across the river river and drive around the corner into town um obviously it's like a 10 minute scene where they're freaking out about this hillbilly and and scared of him and stuff and so when they get to this river they get out and decide they're gonna walk it because this guy's a a freak yeah um and then in a bit of the movie they come across so like the hillbilly guy looks a bit gross you know he's he's got shit all over his face and he's he's dressed in ratty dirty clothes and then later on when they stumble into the town they come across uh is it Bo? Who's the who's the um Wait, what did the, you say, sorry? You cut out them for me. Sorry, is it Bo that they bump into? Yeah, Bo. At the church. So they bump into him and because he's like, you know, clean cut, dressed nice, they get in his truck, no problem. And yeah. when I was you know, I hadn't seen this movie before, so I didn't know the little bit at the end. But I thought that was a real great like bit of commentary on how people judge people based on how they look, you know, judging a book by its cover. I like, thought it was a interesting bit of commentary on how certain people deserve to be turned into wax figures and <laughs> die slow, painful death. <laughs> but no, I because they didn't trust this hillbilly guy just because he looked gross. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, fair enough though. It's it's fair enough. <laughs> Would you go in um, a car filled with um, roadkill? No, and it makes me a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> That's my point. But but then at the I mean yeah I mean 
not to get too ahead of ourselves, hashtag. But um, yeah, at the end, it is revealed that he is the third brother, that that yeah. first hillbilly. So he would have driven them into town and gotten killed anyway. But that was I, like a weird... It was unnecessary. Yeah, like it didn't really like... It, usually like a reveal like that would be like... I don't know, it would kind of like explain something or... Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I just you, it just kind of seemed like a reveal for reveal's sake. Yeah, when if they had left <laughs> it, it would have had this like you know commentary bit on like judging people by how they look, and mm. if they'd stuck with the gross looking hillbilly, they could have survived because he had a car yeah. and he could have driven them out, you know, uh, as quickly as he got them in. Um, but instead, he would have killed them anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they were all right. Um. Jumping back a little. Oh, yeah. Uh, they never really, like, properly explain what happens to the fan belt. Like, I guess you can assume that either Bo or Vincent broke it while they were asleep. Oh, well, I was reading up on just some of the trivia things. And um, apparently in, like, a blooper, uh, the guy that plays Wade, Jared Padalecki... Um, is like singing a song about how he he he's broken the fan belt like in character, um, right? So supposedly Wade broke it doing something, um, but yeah, I kind of figured that like because obviously the car turns up, doesn't it, when they're camping in the middle of the night and just like shines its headlights down and they start freaking out and they throw a bottle at the car and the car drives away. Yeah. I, I maybe figured that during that night. Maybe they had done something. Because I don't know if you remember, but there's like a bit as well where they're all asleep and someone's like filming them sleep, and they kind of. I think they kind of leave it to. You don't know if it's like Dalton just being a weirdo and filming them sleep, <laughs> or someone's come into their campsite in the night and just started filming them all. Well. um... Vincent does have a video camera, doesn't he? He Oh right, yeah, of course he does. That's just me being So yeah, two it, and two it, together. it must have been Vincent then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And I mean if yeah, I guess that make that And uh, I guess then if Vincent was in the campsite, it's reasonable to just assume he broke their fan belt. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And I yeah. guess that would give more weight to um the third brother the, the hillbilly that shows up first uh, on yeah. him showing up because then they've cut they've they've broken the fan belt he comes past coincidentally and offers to drive him into town um, and he's sort of the beginning of uh, of their sort of killing rampage yeah yeah so I get yeah no, that makes sense we figured it out we've solved the riddle <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing I thought. Interesting. Okay, so like the Wade and Carly are in this small little town of Ambrose where everything's real cool, like Art Deco looking. Um, it's a really cool looking town, don't you think? Like, I'd love to visit that. Oh like, I yeah. Don't know if they built a set for it. Um, yeah, so it was all built for the movie. Yeah, like that would have been a cool set to be on. One thing yeah, I thought exactly. really weird though <laughs> is you got this sort of like. 50s art deco set where yeah. everything's like obviously covered in like cobwebs and dusty 
they have a 2005 Pepsi machine. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that Bo or Vincent at some point called a distributor and had a Pepsi machine installed. <laughs> Uh, which is a film or a short film I want to see. I want to see a film about. Um, no, I don't want a short film. I want a feature length. Yeah, feature length film about the guy who installed the Pepsi machine in Ambrose. <laughs> it's the prequel we've all been waiting for. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I always like notice little things like that. Like, oop, that's not period specific. <laughs> um, so, diarrhea, right? This is a diarrhea movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that um, vending machines that aren't accurate are a complete deal breaker for me. <laughs> so one thing I, I guess I want to ask you, because I'd okay. already seen it, okay. is did you kind of tweak straight away that something wasn't right in this town? or? So I'll give you, yeah, I had a bit of a weird... Uh... A weird thing with this. So I I guess I always knew that the wax figures were people. I don't know why. I mean, you know, this movie's 15 years old at this point. And so I'm, sh- I'm assuming that, like, when we were kids, someone told me or, or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like it's in, um, it's part of, like, pop culture, I guess. Yeah. So I, in the back of my mind, I always knew that they were people. Um, or they, yeah, they were people. But, yeah, because like even before, like, because this is a remake of House of Wax from 1953. Um, so I guess like, yeah, you would have just known like the general idea yeah. for the horror film, wouldn't you? Like, yeah. But that being said, when they first, when Wade and Carly first go into the church and they interrupt the f- funeral, there's a shot of the. Uh, the priest or the vicar yeah. that's up up the on the stage in the church, yeah. and he looked so realistic, and it was such a quick shot of this guy, yeah, that I thought there were way more people in this town, like real life people, than just Bo and Vincent, because um, killing all the people and and everyone yeah. else's wax figure. I wonder if they did use a real actor for that one shot because I also noticed in that one shot how lifelike the priest looked because I I was obviously like I already knew like everyone was made of wax yeah <laughs> um so when they showed that priest I was like whoa what <laughs> like a, just a guy because later um, on when you see that same priest wax figure it's so obviously wax <laughs> But they've kind of put him in a position where he looks like disapproving, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, for, so some re- for some re- weird reason. Like, so obviously it works for that first shot. Yeah. But every other time you've just got this disapproving looking priest, you know, uh, uh, hosting a funeral. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I always kind of knew um, to answer your question. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, like they interrupted the funeral and uh, they meet Bo and Bo's like, oh, I'll meet you at the gas station in like half an hour or whatever. So they decide like, ah, oh, we got time to kill. We'll go to the famous wax museum, <laughs> um, <laughs> as you do. And like, one thing I thought was really cool is that the wax museum is made of wax. Yeah, that <laughs> like, is sick. It's like, oh, it's an actual house of wax. Yeah. And the thing um, is, Wade starts like, 
scratching away at it with his keys. Oh, I was like, mate, I was like, like come like, on, Wade, don't be a piece of shit. Like, when me and uh, me and my wife were watching this, we were getting so annoyed at Wade. <laughs> just like he's just like. First of all, the wax museum was closed, and he's like, "Let's just fucking go in. I don't care." Yeah. And Kylie's like, "Well, no, what?" And it's so closed. He just goes, yeah. <laughs> so he just like goes in, and then like he just starts picking up stuff and like burning it with a lighter. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like before that, like this moment, like the first twenty minutes, twenty five minutes of the film was set and weighed up to be like a the nice hero. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it's like no, he's uh, he's actually he loves breaking and entering and destroying other people's property. <laughs> yeah, well, he starts picking up like the little wax figures and like putting a lighter to them so they melt. Yeah, that's insane. Just... You know, um, you know, have you ever seen like uh, uh, you know, like Disneyland parks? I mean, you know how much I love them. I know how much you love them. Yeah, like, you know when we could we could have a Disney podcast. <laughs> but there's enough of those. <laughs> you know when uh, people like write their names in Sharpie like on the pieces of wood in the queue and things like that on the yeah, walls. Like that. that fills me with so much anger. And yeah. I felt that anger when Wade was chipping away at the wax walls and burning shit. Like you're ruining this for anyone else that comes to this I town know. now. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just like uh, so unnecessary, isn't it? And like, um, I, I mean, he does, like, I think like later on, like they just go into the garage as well, even though that's um, closed and late, and when he's in Bo's house, and he's waiting around for Bo to come back uh, down the stairs, he just starts like snooping around this guy's home, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, what the fuck is actually going on? Like, he was really stressing me and my wife out watching this. Like, <laughs> at, just the, like at this yeah. point as well, you thought Bo was like a normal guy, you know? Yeah, he, he seemed like a helpful guy who was going to help him get back. Uh, to their car and fix up their broken fan belt. Yeah, up until this point, like he had no reason to be suspicious or be snooping around this guy's property. No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, imagine, um, I don't know, like a friend of a friend, like asks asks to use your toilet, and you you let him, and then like you find him in your bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> just like going through all your shit. You'd be like. I'd be fuming. Really understandably pissed off, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's like uh, back in school, okay. Uh, <laughs> I had. Um, do you remember. No. In the year above us. We need to okay. cut this. This can't stay in. <laughs> it can. <laughs> not a name, but sure. <laughs> well, I'm not giving any last names. Go on, carry on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he. he came he was in the year above us he came around my house one day i can't remember why i can't even really remember why we were friends i think it was because we both played guitar um and he asked if he could have something to eat and i said oh yeah there's chris in that cupboard there and so what a nice host you were yeah, he he took two bags of crisps out, and the first, I was already Whoa, like, "Okay, okay, um, <laughs> that's that's weird." No, I said you can uh, you can have a a pack of crisps, but okay. And then, like, he had like two from one, and was like, "I don't like this flavor." Completely <laughs> finished the other one, and got up and got more. <laughs> and I, was, I remember just being like, "What the fuck are you doing? You don't just do that. You can't go around someone's house and just do that." Ah. <laughs> And from that moment on, I you brought kept the that crisp back in two the guests. Locked. 
I never let the guests help themselves now. <laughs> I will get you the crisps. Oh, that explains so much about our relationship. Yeah. Oh but yeah, it's just um that was my experience with uh, a guest overstepping their bounds. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you turned him into a wax figure, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only reasonable action to take. Well, this film just taught me what to do with guests that overstep their bounds. <laughs> I assume that everyone in this town at some point wronged Bo and all deserved it in their own way. That'd be way too complex for this movie. So yeah, they go to that house of wax and you get your first glimpses of Vincent, who's... uh, Peering through a window. Yeah, he's sort of the quiet, weird brother. Um... He, yeah, I remember that window shot being way creepier than it was as well. Me too. I feel like it was in a trailer as well. Yeah, that was like uh, a big moment in the trailer, and it was creepy. But it was it. I, I think the mask is a little bit silly. Yeah, I think that's that's. I think I remember the mask being scarier than it is. I agree. Because it's really just the mask of Brian Van Holt, the actor that plays both. Um, is it? Yeah, because they're meant to be twins. Oh yeah, because he plays and, both uh, of them as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, because w- window shots um, usually scare me the most in horror films. Um, like the one in, you seen the Strangers? Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking horrible window shot in that, and uh, I hate the Strangers. The worst, the most jumpy one. That's ever got me was in the Buffy episode Hush oh, uh, that's one of the best episodes I mean yeah it probably is my favourite episode of Buffy uh, but there's a bit where Giles' girlfriend is um, looking out the window and they're all off the, you, you're focusing out in the distance because you can see like the gentleman and their weird like little demon guys jumping about uh, off in the distance and you're staring at that like trying to make out what's going on and then one of the gentlemen just like floats by the camera uh. and turns and looks right into it, and it's it scarred me because I <laughs> I watched Buffy like as it was coming out, so I was probably about like nine or ten <laughs> when Hush came out. Um, and I think that's the reason why window shots have always been so effective on me because I'm always expecting that gentleman moment. <laughs> What about the uh, the window shot in The Woman in Black? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, that's vile as that's well. That's vile. I hate yeah. that. That movie scared me way more than it had uh, reason to. <laughs> no, well, I found Woman in Black really scary as well. I think there's something about like a effective ghost story, isn't there? Like, yeah. Because so many people have a ghost story to tell. Um, and when they're done well, it's like, so spooky and Gives I, me I would the willies. Love to, I'd love to go see the stage show. Oh, I've seen it. It was really good. Is it like was it spooky or It's a, it's quite spooky. Yeah, there's like there's only 3 actors in the whole thing. Yeah, I've um, heard that. So the two main guys and then another person playing the ghost. Um and there's lots of cool like little uh things that happen with the props like they move on their own and yeah. there's a rocking chair that moves on its own. It's cool. It's, it it's, came it's really good. To, um it came to our local theater um not long before covid went like forced everything to close which is a yeah. bit of a shame. 
because I would have loved to have gone to that. Yeah, I definitely, um, I'd highly suggest it. I wouldn't highly suggest ever watching the second Woman in Black, though. Um, I didn't even know there was a second oh, Woman mate, in Black. Oh, mate, there is a second one, and if you want to watch it, I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, but me and Katie watched that on uh, maybe like the third or fourth time she ever came around my house. Um, <laughs> yeah, that just wasn't a good choice. I think because me and her both love um, the first Woman in Black yeah. so much. Um, and the second one is just a bit naff. Daniel Radcliffe isn't in it, is he? No, he's not. No. no. Um, getting back to this film. Yes. So um, uh, they're going around the wax museum, um, and the wax maker Vincent is creeping around, peering through windows, and creeping everyone out. Just being a little spookster, isn't yeah, he? Really. Really. Um, and yeah, and then they... What happens after this scene? Uh, so they leave the wax museum and obviously go to the garage at some point. Um, uh, they're waiting around for Bo to come to the garage. And they realise, like, oh, they got every fan belt we need other than the... Yeah. Uh, every fan belt in existence other than, like, the one size we need. They got the 14-inch, they got the 16-inch, but no well, goddamn 15-inch. No 15-inch no fan belt. Um, and Bo's like, well, I keep some in my house. Uh, do you want to come to my house? I guess that and was... They're... Wait, so, no, this is even more proof that they did cut his fan belt, because then they yeah, would know yeah, which fan belt to remove from the garage. Yeah. Sneaky Pete's. That's really good. That's a good little... Yeah. Uh... But, like, I, I thought this bit was interesting, because, like, I definitely wouldn't... Like, if the 16-inch fan belt would work, because... But, uh, Sorry, not Bo. Uh, Wade is like, oh, the 16-inch will have to do. So obviously it would work. Uh, I would just take that. I wouldn't yeah, go to too. someone's house. No. Like, absolutely fuck that. I thought the exact same thing. As soon as he said that the 16-inch would work, I was like, why haven't you just left with that? Yeah, just just, leave. just go. Um, so yeah, instead they go to Bo's house. Yes, um, and then this is when Wade starts creeping around. In and his this is where rooms. he turns into a proper Snoopy Snooperson. <laughs> well, um, he's already been a bit of a Snoopy Snooperson, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I know. But look, like he's going around this room. You see like all these medical certificates that Vincent's got, right? Yeah. <laughs> and there's like little like uh, animals encased in plastic or glass boxes. Yeah. Um, and there he starts, goes. like, shaking them around. <laughs> <laughs> like, disrespectful to the So disrespectful. And disrespectful to the homeowner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I guess it's, it's a kind of gross thing to own, but the guy still owns it. It's still his property. Yeah, <laughs> Don't fuck um, with it. He also discovers, like, an operating table in that room, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, which I guess is Vincent's as well, if he's got all the certificates in surgery. But, like, what surgery has he done? Like, um, why I guess does he have that? He performs. He stitches Wade up later on. Yeah, he does, but, but he does I feel that like in his little. That happens wax in the basement. Hovel. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know why that bed is there. I yeah, guess. I don't really understand like him having uh, all these certificates in surgery. Oh, hang on, man! I'm getting a phone call. Be right back. I'll take a pee break now as well. I'm 
doing some digging on Dark Castle Entertainment. Um, one of the founders, Jared Bush, he went on to write um, Zootopia and Moana. Whoa! <laughs> he actually directed, or co-directed, sorry, uh, Zootopia. That's amazing. Yeah, he's also, he's got like other credits in um, Big Hero 6 and Ralph Breaks the Internet as well. So he's a big Disney guy. Yeah. um, So that was pretty interesting. (laughs) Some Um, some hashtag Ali B facts. I love a little um, like Wikipedia dive. Because I didn't know as well um Dark Castle Entertainment did 13 Ghosts. Do you ever watch that? I've never seen 13 Ghosts. Or the remake of 13 Ghosts. I think you would love that. Um, yeah. But it's ghosts. Ghosts I find scary. Yeah, but there's only like one real scary ghost in it, from my, what I remember. Okay. And it's got Matthew Lillard in it. Oh, sick. And you, I know you love him. <laughs> I do love him. I know you love him. <laughs> <laughs> and what's her name? Um... Boo Boo Kitty Fuck from Jane Silent Bob. Oh, um... Uh, Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. <laughs> yeah. She's in it as well. So, very, like, 2001 cast right yeah, there. Yeah, that, that is up my alley. You've actually, like, sold it to me with those two actors. Yeah, and it's a remake. Um, so you know it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah, you know it's shit. Because... Apparently, this is another fun fact, it's called Dark Castle Entertainment because it was originally founded um, to remake the horror films of William Castle, who directed, uh, he made like the original 13 Ghosts and the original House on Haunted Hill, but they gave up after those first two films (laughs) and just started making other stuff. It's like, ah, nah, fuck this. Yeah. But they're like, their first five films are all five quintessential early noughties horror movies, which are House on Haunted Hill, 13 Ghosts, Ghost Ship, Gothica with Halle Berry, and then House of Wax. So the only thing I remember from Ghost Ship is there's a scene where like a wire zips across. Yeah, like, that's the, deck the one the scene ship. anyone remembers from that film because <laughs> the it, rest of it's shit. And it cuts everyone in half, which but is insane. That, that like one scene is enough to make it like a, a must watch yeah. early Naughty's horror. <laughs> and, uh, and the other thing I remember, to be fair, is the poster where it's like a boat, but the front of it's a skull. And that is sick as well. Yeah, that was sick. I'll give you that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just seeing when did the Thirteen Ghosts come out. It was 2001. Quintessential early noughties. Yeah, man. Maybe we should do that next. It is October. Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, I'm up for that one. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> it's got the number thirteen in, <laughs> in the t- so it's thir thirty n ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Too fast, too furious. Oh, my phone's ringing again. Sorry, mate. <sighs> I'm back. He's coming at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh, that's wonderful news. <laughs> it's actually really good news. Our house is so cold right now. Well, have you just got like a bunch of shot double glazing? Yeah. 
You're going to finally experience warmth. <laughs> Which will just melt you quicker, though. Oh, fuck. I, I'm already quite melted as is. I, I Oh, no. I was only able to pick up the phone with, with one hand. And now the phone's stuck to your hand. Yeah, now it's stuck to me. I've, I've, I'm missing my other arm. Oh, no. <laughs> Half my face is gone. You're having a mare. Where the fuck? Oh, I think I remember where we were. So, yeah, we. So, Wade uh, is looking around the house. Wade's in the spooky room. Yes. Discovered the spooky. Um, spooky operating theatre. Oh, one of the um, medical certificates uh, is. Uh, it's like, obviously, uh, awarded to Vincent, but like given by uh, Dr. Victor or something, or. Uh, and I was like, "Is that a Frankenstein reference?" Oh, Victor Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. He was a doctor. I reckon so, right? Yeah, and I, I'm just assuming the characters called Vincent as a homage to um, Vincent Price, who starred in the original. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> that just makes sense, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Wade's in the spook room. Um. And then all the lights go out, which makes it even spookier. <laughs> and he's kind of like trying to get his bearings. And the scene that I was talking about earlier, the scene that I remember being really gross is Vincent like comes up from underneath the floorboards with some scissors and like snips Wade's Achilles tendon with these scissors. So I didn't know. Uh, which scene you were talking about because before I started watching you said that there was one scene in it that was horrible Um, yeah so I was kind of looking out for that and then once I'd finished watching the movie you told me it was when the the, like ankle tendon got snipped or the the heel tendon Um, but there's that happens twice in this movie yeah and arguably the second one is worse worse. yeah (laughs) Yeah, because like this one, it really isn't even clear that he's getting the tendon. It could just be that he's like snipping his calf or something. Yeah, because he's got jeans on, so it's through the jeans yeah. as well. So he uh, he falls down and uh, he's like swinging at the air with something he's picked up, uh, and eventually gets. Uh, does he get like injected with something or? Um. Like he gets like knocked out, doesn't he? Yeah, and he gets dragged into the wax basement yeah the basement of wax <laughs> they should have made a sequel to this called houses of wax well, that, that's what this movie is anyway i know but like i was thinking right <laughs> they could have done a sequel to cabin in the woods called cabins in the woods where there's more than one cabin <laughs> that's my pitch that's the end of the pitch <laughs> that's the end <laughs> Uh, more than one cabin, more than one final girl, uh, more than one set of evil, now, evil creatures. I don't mean to be. Or no, that could be like a Netflix series, cabins in the woods, and each episode's about a different cabin in the woods. Yeah, but they do that in <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, don't they? There are multiple like scenarios going down in different. Well, countries. then there you go. It writes itself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cabins in the Woods, the first one's, you know, the American cabin again. So, like, you know, you make the viewers comfortable, like, okay, we've seen this cabin. (laughs) 
I know this cabin. I don't feel scared. <laughs> I and am not episode, scared of this cabin. Episode two, you're in a Japanese cabin, and all of a sudden it's like, now oh, I'm fuck. scared. Je- cabin in Japan? No, thank you, sir. No, thank I you. I don't want any part of this because we all know how scary Japanese horrors can be. I will go back to episode one where I <laughs> yeah. didn't feel scared. I'm just going to rewatch the first cabin over and over. And be smug um, about not being ow. scared. And you know what they could do, actually? Okay, I think Cabin in the Woods, this is actually my pitch right now. Cabin in the Woods works so well as a Netflix thing because, you know, like that um, Black Mirror, was it Bandersnatch? Yeah. Cabin in the Woods as a story idea works so well for like a choose your own adventure sort of movie. That would be sick. Like a proper horror interactive show. Yeah, like like you could pick like you could have the merman <laughs> from the first cabin in the woods or you could have like the hillbilly family or the zombies, you know? Oh, so wait, who who do you play? The the people who control the monsters or the people in the cabin? So, I guess uh you'd play the survivors, but the survivors pick the monsters, don't they? Oh yeah, like, cuz they the, pick the, the, item. the object yeah. they pick up. Yeah. Man, you, let's go to Netflix. Do you know about the um, the Cabin in the Woods and Left for Dead collaboration that was supposed to be? No. Well, I know there was a boomer in Cabin in the Woods. So there's a boomer and a tank and a witch in the Oh, cases. I've never spotted the other ones. Um, and there was supposed to be a collaboration where you would play the maps um, of Cabin in the Woods. So it would start in the cabin... And then yeah. it would proceed, and you'd fight off all the zombies and stuff. And it would uh, proceed into like the, you know, uh, the building where the guys running the show are. Um, and there'd be all the loose monsters in there, and you'd be killing them all in there as well. Mm. Um, That's cool. But yeah, it, I think I don't know. I think it just it just fell through for some reason. But that's the reason they're in the movie in the first place. I um, see. Because there was going to be maps based on Cabin in the Woods in the Left 4 Dead games. Which would have been so good. Yeah. <laughs> I Did think you about see, that a lot. Um, that Left 4 Dead 2 got an update this year. Um, and the game's 10 years old. It got what? like a f- final patch. After like 9 years of no updates. <laughs> That's cool. But it looks amazing. They've added like... It's like a completely different game. They've added so many new... like. Uh, items you can find and so many different kinds of zombies and like uh, a whole two games worth of maps and stuff that's so sick I loved Left 4 Dead I love both of them yeah. so so yeah, much yeah me too so fun but you can only get them on Xbox 360 right and Playstation 3 and PC and PC okay PC is probably the best way to play it because of all like the mods and stuff you can get like the uh, turn all the zombies into Teletubbies mod. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's loads of new maps on the PC ones as well. Yeah, there are. <laughs> but like, do you know that like uh, Skyrim mod that turns all the dragons into Thomas the Tank Engine? Trains? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that like genuinely makes me laugh so much. Do you think about that a lot? I do, I do. <laughs> and the uh, the one that turns the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> I don't know that one. This is just as funny. Um, back to the film. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Bo comes out the house with a whole box of fan belts, I think. It looked like he had shitloads. <laughs> so they've literally just taken them all off the yeah. wall. <laughs> and Carly's obviously like, where is Wade? And Bo's like, I don't know, man. Did he not come out? He must still be on the toilet. <laughs> Uh, and Carly finally does like the first sensible thing and like just gets in the car and locks both the doors yeah uh, and then tries to call her friends in fairness I appreciated that because that was a reasonable reaction to have yeah it was and I love it in horror films where they're reasonable yeah (laughs) like uh, this these sorts of horror films um, well I mean most horror films actually (laughs) rely so much on the cast being unreasonable yeah, and do it, doing the stupid thing, yeah. don't you think? Which, which you know, it, if they didn't do stupid things, the horror movies wouldn't exist. Exactly. But yeah, I, I absolutely get what you mean. Which is nice as when you know when she does like lock the doors because the guy is being creepy that she trusted you know ten minutes ago. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to see because you're like, good, that was a that was the correct thing to do. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, she's she's in the car. Uh, tries to like drive off once she realizes that something shady's going on. Then the car gets caught and she's like running around the town. I don't. Does she? Yeah, she goes into the church, doesn't she? And that's where she realizes, like. Yeah. So oh, at this uh, point, they still think that the town is inhabited by actual people. Yeah, like she bursts into the church, like screaming, and no one reacts, and she's like, "What?" and like walks up to like look at the people in the church and she's like oh wax oh shit oh <laughs> oh I'm town fucked. of wax <laughs> that's why it's called that yeah um, I wondered why and... the sign said waxville <laughs> uh, so, population she, like, three she like, accidentally breaks off one of the, the wax people's arms Yeah, and you see bone. that underneath is like a bone and some rotten flesh don't don't you think it's weird that the wax figures are all varying degrees of impressive looking i guess he just got better and better right yeah i guess like the the priest looks pretty good insane and then like you go to a shot of one of the people sitting in the pews in the church and they look awful yeah but yeah i guess he would improve over time uh, cuz i think later on when Bo and Vincent have the one scene they have together. Bo even comments on like um, how good Vincent's getting. Okay, all right, I'll give it that. So, yeah, she's in the church, and then Bo comes in the church and is looking for her. I didn't really. Did you get any real tension from this scene, or no? So I no no. <laughs> No. Like skipping ahead, that I, there was there was a good bit of tension in like the cinema scene. Yeah, the cinema I thought was really cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, I guess that's getting ahead. Hashtag. But yeah, so Bo almost catches her because she's hiding under the priest's priest's dress. Oh yeah. <laughs> Robes. Vestments. <laughs> <laughs> Robes. Um. Uh, and then Bo finally catches her outside the church. And she notices that old woman kind of peering from behind the curtains and screams for her to help. And then she doesn't do anything. So before uh, we even knew that the town was all wax people, 
um, I absolutely called it that she was like an animatronic open and close yeah. in the window. Like, even yeah. with the thought that there are people, there will be re- real people living in this town, I knew that she was an animatronic the whole time. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have we yeah. have we skipped over um, Wade getting all waxed up, or is that the next like big scene for us? I think yeah that. So in in the space of like a few minutes, yeah, she's caught Dalton and Nick. Nick, yeah. Yeah, Dalton and Nick decide they're going to go off and look for Wade and Carly because they're taking so long. Um, and Paris Hilton and Rick Richard. <laughs> are gonna stay back and have sex yeah they literally say that Blake literally yeah, no, says that, that's, that's why the reason stay. yeah well yeah actually going back actually a bit, a bit I missed that I wanted to talk about was some of the scenes where Dalton's filming Paris Hilton do you reckon they're nods like purposeful nods to her sex tape like there's a shot where it looks like she's being filmed giving a blowjob <laughs> oh yeah like in the car yeah um, like it looks like she's giving head to uh, Richard. See, the thing is, she was like, she was like really into this movie. She did, she did a lot to promote it and stuff. So yeah. I, I can't imagine it is because otherwise she'd be really like pissed, right? I guess like, I, I don't, don't really, know. I can't. I don't know the the background I, of her sex tape. To be honest, no. <laughs> I I remember her sex tape, but I don't remember any of the events surrounding. No, neither it. do I. <laughs> But, but yeah, um, I know that she really like promoted this movie and stuff. So yeah, she was super into it. And apparently, she even had like um, she sold t-shirts. Uh, welcome online. to my merch table. Ignore everything Ali V just said. Oh shit! <laughs> God damn it, Ali V. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, go go for it. Where's his merch table? Uh, Ali V, would you like to come over to my little waxy merch table? Oh man, why is your table? Uh, so droopy. Uh, because it's super hot in here and it's made of wax. Oh god! <laughs> How much is is this t-shirt made of wax? No, that's made from cotton, idiot. Oh, but the tag is made of wax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I actually got like a bit of a last-minute merch table. Um. Yeah, just because we had a bit of a delay in in setting up, I was just kind of doing a bit of research and googling around and found this um the uh well for one the the soundtrack was released on vinyl which is really cool and i'm really tempted to buy it um yeah the, the cover is sick is it paris hilton on the cover it looks a bit like paris hilton doesn't it it does um which i wouldn't be surprised with because uh, with a lot of uh the like promotion for the movie and stuff there was a lot based on Paris Hilton being in this movie and dying mm. um one of the taglines for the movie is like uh you know see Paris die or watch Paris die May 6th one of the songs on the sound the original soundtrack when she's being chased down and she gets killed is called Paris gets it um so yeah they leaned a lot into Paris Hill people hating her yeah and people disliking her and I guess this was like the height of her sort of fame when she was on TV I don't, I don't know how long after like uh, what was the show she was in Simple uh, Life Simple Life yeah I don't know if that was before this but uh, it was yeah. I think it was before and during okay that makes sense yeah so 
yeah, she was very much in the public eye and a lot of people didn't like her. So I, I guess it was like publicity casting, right? Like stunt casting. Um, getting Paris Hilton in it. But yeah, so to promote the movie and the follow-up to it, uh, they actually gave Paris Hilton permission to sell uh, T-shirts that said, See Paris Die, May 6th. And I looked them up and they're these like little like <laughs> pink... Uh, tiny t-shirts that I would absolutely wear <laughs> <laughs> amazing can you still buy them like can, did you find them on eBay I did some hard looking um, and when I say hard looking I mean I looked on eBay once um, <laughs> and I, I couldn't find any that's a shame but there's places there's places selling like knockoff a, t- a, a knockoff t-shirt yeah that says yeah. see Paris die love it but yeah that's the merch table <laughs> I was um, surprised um, because I guess like you go into the, a film and like you said like with stunt casting of uh, like with Paris Hilton in it and you expect her to be like awful don't you? Like that's the expectation like oh she's never acted yeah. before they're just casting her for a, a notoriety um, but she's like no worse than anyone else's I didn't think. I don't know if that's again because we've watched so many bad films now <laughs> But I, I would say I didn't think she was like noticeably worse than the other actors in this film. I think I probably would. I think I'd say she was definitely the worst actor in the movie. But they sort of knew how to use her. So like they made her this sort of secondary character that doesn't she doesn't really get a lot of screen time. No. Um she doesn't have a lot of dialogue and then you know this sort of climax of her of her character is her running through a weird garage wax town in her underwear and then getting a pole in the head <laughs> her death is sick <laughs> her death is rough yeah, like, it's it, it actually makes me feel a bit uncomfortable which I think is really good I don't know if this was on purpose but like you know they put so much into this see Paris die stuff that they made her death so gruesome that it was like oh I didn't really want to see it you know yeah like know. it wasn't like, as satisfying as I wanted it like there was no like um moment where they like cut away like you know like usually like in a scene like her death where someone's impaled they'll maybe cut away for the actual impaling and you'll just see like the aftermath or you'll see them impaled and you won't see the aftermath um but yeah they she gets a pole shoved well thrown through (laughs) her head (laughs) and they show like the entire thing and i think yeah Yeah, it must have been like intentional like uh, well, this is what you wanted, right? Like, fuck you, audience. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I really like that yeah. because it was like, oh yeah, I guess I wanted this, but now I don't. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it probably it goes like through her head, and then she falls forward onto the pole, and like then like, you know, really jankily like slides down the pole. Yeah, and then like you see Vincent like slowly pull it out, and like the even like again like Vincent starts filming it, doesn't he? I don't know if you remember that. Like he gets out yeah. Dalton's video camera. And it's just doing all these close-ups of, like, this pole going through her head. They really, like, hammer it in. Like, look, this is Paris Hilton. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, a bunch of scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that, though. I really liked it. No, yeah, it was really good. It was really effective. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just jump ahead to, like, that sort of... Well, I... no, go, okay, go back to... <laughs> Before that happens, Wade... Wade as a wax figure. Uh, is, like, on an operating table... Yes. 
and he's like really limp he can't like talk or anything um and then he gets strapped to this chair um with this big like I don't even know what you call it like almost like a cage helmet with all these needles yep and you they these needles are all all around him as well and they all spray molten wax onto him. <laughs> he gets a lovely hot wax shower. Yeah, and like he's like, like he can't even scream. You just see like him slowly getting cased in wax. That's gross as well. Yeah, like imagine how painful that was. He he, I think he gets it the worst. Not because of this bit, but because later on. Um, so yeah, you see Paris Hilton die and Richard. <laughs> um, he dies as well. Um, yeah, he just gets stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Um, but Dalton and Nick get to the town, and they split up um, to find Carly and Wade. Uh, and Dalton ends up going into the House of Wax, um, where he finds Wade as a wax figure. Playing the it's a piano. quick turnaround, to be honest. Yeah, like he, you know, Vincent did a really, really good job on making this Wade wax figure <laughs> in the space of what, like, like an, an hour? hour, like maybe less than an hour, right? <laughs> or like, if, I would say like an hour tops. Like the thing is, he could be churning these. Th- he could be churning out like ten a day at this rate. But to make like a lifelike sculpture, because like he has, he uses the humans as like a base, doesn't he? Yeah, but like he has to carve down to that. Like you see him earlier, like making a wax figure, and that's still all him. And then he has to like, I guess, paint it. Paint it, and well, he waxes off the um the hair, doesn't he, from Wade's yeah. face? So then he puts all those hairs back in on like his eyebrows and in an hour know, his his facial hair. That's the most that that's more unrealistic than the Pepsi machine. <laughs> um. But this this whole bit of Wade is gross, isn't it? Where like it's oh, it's horrible. Uh, like his eyes are moving. But the thing is, so Dalton finds w- the wax figure that looks like Wade. He doesn't know that it is actually Wade, and he's like, "Whoa, look at this one! It looks like Wade." And he touches his cheek, and his finger just goes through the wax, and yeah. and then he pulls and his then... finger away, and it pulls all the skin and wax away. Yeah, because he's, he's like, like he's like, oh, I'm gonna you. get you out of this. I'm gonna save you. Yeah. And just, just like peeling his skin <laughs> off. He's like, I'm going to save you. I'm going to rescue you. Just peel all his skin just off. Stop. <laughs> just like, wait. But his, but Wade's eyes go in, like, really, even though he's got no expression on his face, yeah, the eyes go and convey eyes, so much pain. I, I actually thought that was amazing. Yeah, like when. So Vincent shows up and, like, goes to hit uh, Dalton or something and accidentally, like, hits off like a whole chunk of Wade's skin and like you just see his eyes like roll up like yeah yeah oh that was horrible yeah because um, you could that you can only imagine how much that would hurt yeah that's so, yeah Vincent like he, he knocks Dalton down some stairs and like beheads him with two of the edgiest knives I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> like those knives could definitely be on that uh Mall Ninja sub subreddit. <laughs> Have you been on that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens after that? Well, so yeah, Dalton gets thrown down some stairs and gets decapitated, 
And yeah. as uh, Vincent drags Dalton's body away, his head tilts towards the camera and does a couple blinks. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Like, <sighs> there is no reason for them to put that in the movie other than for it to be kind of cool. And mm. it paid off, you know? It made me chuckle because it's stupid, but yeah, I really, I really appreciate that. So everyone is now dead or wax. <laughs> um, other than well Kali Dalton gets and... put into the chair doesn't he um, and his head gets reattached to his body and then he, oh, gets, yeah. he gets a wax shower as well um, yeah but he's dead for his but he's dead for his yeah <laughs> fortunately for him yeah so Nick and Carly so yeah so Carly um, when does she get like kidnapped by Bo because she gets put into the basement of the Oh, uh, yeah. Garage, I she? think that happens just before Nick and Dalton arrive. Um, she gets, like, dragged into the basement of the garage um, and has her lips glued together. See, when you said that there was a really horrible part in the movie, I thought it was going to be that. I thought it was the lips. Which, uh, I, I mean, think, yeah, that... I think I could argue that is worse than the heel snip. Yeah. Um Yeah, the lips yeah, are fucking she, horrible. She has and not lips only the together. lips is um Nick is confronting Bo outside the garage and <laughs> Carly's trying to get Nick's attention by like putting her finger up through the grate. Yeah. And then Bo like pretends to tie his shoelaces and then just like snips her finger off. But so casually. <laughs> yeah, that it's was the most horrible. casual finger snipping I've ever seen in my life. He just like puts the finger in his pocket. I know. Yeah, that was it was rough that that bit. Um but yeah, but finally so... like Carly manages to like tear her lips apart and shouts Nick's name and Nick and Bo have like a little fight and he manages to lock Bo out of the garage and saves Carly. I think the the stuff like the um the lips and the the heel cutting and stuff is more gross. Well, I don't know. You get more of a feeling from it than like you know Wade having his skin peeled off because I don't know. You could get your lips glued together. You know, like it's unlikely yeah. that you us as well, real I people mean, like, are going to get I, covered in wax and have like, our skin peeled off. I know off. how painful it is just to like when you get your fingers super glued together accidentally. Exactly. Um, and you have to like yank them apart that hurts it's really something you can imagine in your head yeah i think that's definitely what makes it worse (laughs) so like this is sort of like the beginning now of like the the finale um nick and carly are going through the town and they find like a crossbow and stuff they end up when oh actually the cinema bits before they go to bo's house again isn't it um yeah, well, they're being yeah they're they're being chased yeah, down by yeah Bo. yeah they're being chased by Bo uh, around the town and end up going into a cinema where they're showing um oh what's the name of the film oh do you know what it is yeah it was it's it's quite like a weird old movie it's a bit like of a freaky one um whatever happened to Baby Jane ah okay what they're showing um like a, the scene where she's like doing the dance because um, I think the, the film's about um, like a she used to be like a child star and now she's like an aged woman 
and she's doing this song that she used to be famous for and it's kind of like the scene's meant to be kind of sad and a bit like I guess disturbing like she's doing this song she used to do when she was a kid it's really creepy in the movie yeah yeah it's <laughs> used really well um, so yeah they're hiding in the cinema um, and Bo's like got a shotgun he's looking around and trying to find him um, ends up spotting Carly but she ducks and Nick manages to shoot him in like the the arm with the crossbow and then uh, in the foyer he gets shot in the chest and you they do that thing where it's like we'll just leave him there like uh, no that really frustrated me as well yeah I yeah. actually in the, the very few notes that I wrote I uh, wrote about this scene where they just leave him behind and I actually wrote yeah. down always double tap <laughs> yeah like every nearly every horror film's guilty of it isn't it that yeah has like when yeah. when we were watching it I was like why don't you just stomp on his head like <laughs> yeah he or won't like, survive bind that. if you if you don't want to like go as far as murder like while he's unconscious like tie him up with something yeah yeah very true you know? very good point but they just like leave him there um and then I can't really remember it's, like, the... it's slightly disturbing that I went to stomp on his head and you went tie him up <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's very telling oh, yeah. <laughs> that just shows the kind of people we are deep down I think <laughs> you're very quick to kill <laughs> I'm very quick to bind <laughs> um they end up back in Bo's house and they split up inside the house and I was like that's silly but okay um, and Bo comes home and Vincent comes home and they get their like one scene together where oh Bo's yeah so they're, they're both hiding around the house aren't they yeah um, I guess it it wasn't very like tense um, I would say it's probably one of the more forgettable scenes of the movie because um, yeah, as you were describing it, then I was like, I can't remember <laughs> what what happens in this one. But yeah, yeah, I've just literally just remembered that they're hiding around the house, and she's like hiding under the table. They have like the little chat where Bo mentions like, "Ah, oh, you're getting so much better. Like, our mum's dream has almost come true." Uh, so I guess you kind of assume that this was their mum's idea. Like maybe they mentioned like she was slowly going crazy earlier. Yeah, well, uh, and then maybe I, then that links to what happens in the very beginning opening scene, um, where she's like carving out these wax masks, isn't she? Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, I guess she's maybe started this idea of a wax town, and now Vincent has become obsessed with it. Yeah, but I wouldn't imagine she meant wax town with real cor- uh, corpses. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> but... she did. <laughs> Like I think that's maybe like Vincent added his own creative flair to it. <laughs> He's like, I like it, but what if? Yeah. Then at some point, I think Bo realizes that they are in the house. Yeah, because there's a whole shot where like they're going to look under the table, and then they look, yeah. and it's like a fake out, and mm. um, Carly but, is already uh, gone. Yeah, Carly and Nick end up going down to the basement of wax. Yep. inside the house of wax yep um <laughs> and 
start just like randomly flicking loads of lights on and off. Yeah, what a stupid thing to do. Like, there's like, oh, there's got to be a light like, switch down here. Here's Let's here's just... a bunch of switches. Let's just try all of them at once. I know, and they're all like fuse switches. So you would assume like, oh, maybe one of these would actually trip the power upstairs and give away where we are. You know, yeah. but no, none but, of that at but all. The thing it's is, flicking all these switches up and down. It does a shot of yeah. the town as well. And like, you know, one of the shop's lights are going on and off, on and off, on and off. So it's not even like they did each one once. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> literally flip the flipping them all up and down. <laughs> so stupid. Um, they end up in like the room where Vincent does all of his work. <laughs> There's a really funny bit where they find like Dalton encased in wax. And <laughs> she just and pulls his Nick's head like, off. Yeah, Nick's like, I'm not going to leave him like this. And just like <laughs> pulls his head off and then just like is like, Oh no! And puts it back, and that's it. But he—he he just will forever live thinking that he pulled Dalton's head off. Like yeah. he doesn't know that he was decapitated. What a horrible, unnecessary thing he has to live with. Yeah. God. Um, Nick and Carly are in the basement of Wax, and they are—they've now been noticed by Bo and Vincent. Yeah. So because they were flipping all the switches. Uh, like they immediately knew where they were because there's yeah. only one um, place you can turn all of the lights <laughs> on and off multiple times. Yeah. Um, so they end up having like the big, the big end fight where Bo gets like they end up back in the house of wax and Bo gets his head absolutely stoved in. Yeah, that's sick. With though. this baseball bat. That's, yeah. that's exactly what they should have done half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Vincent comes in and they have this... Well, hang on. So what starts the fire? Because a fire starts in the House of Wax, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I think it was just like some of the switches they were pulling ends up setting off like the wax heater or uh, something. They, they turned on the fire switch. It says yeah. on there, do not turn on. Don't turn on the fire switch because everything is made of wax. <laughs> everything will melt, including this switch. And you, yeah. you can't turn it off. But this whole end fight thing is so cool, I thought. Like, not necessarily the fight itself. No, no, no. But, but just, the... like, everything, like, melting around them was amazing. Like... I, I thought the practical effects of things melting looked great. Like Yeah, and, like, how it slowly revealed, like, the mummified remains of yeah. the townspeople underneath. And, like, when, like, um, they're trying to, like, get up the staircase... Yeah, and, and they're like um, treading in the melting stairs. Yeah, it, like, it reminded me of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, where she's trying to get up the staircase, and like suddenly it's like quicksand yeah. stairs. <laughs> I found um, I found something like really oddly satisfying about all the wax melting. And, yeah, me too. And, and like, like them digging through. It <laughs> yeah, when Vincent cuts the door open. And he's like slicing yeah. through the wax. I was like, "Ooh, I like you it." You know, there's like a whole community on Instagram for that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am. But like, yeah, like the holes that slowly appear in the floor where things are falling through. Yeah, I like all of that. I thought it looked great because yeah. um, I did have a, a slight spoiler of um, some. I knew something regarding the museum and melting happened. Um, and right. so I kind of pictured it. In my, I don't. I don't know what I sort of imagined, but I imagined it being like really terrible CGI. Um, but right. yeah, I was really shocked at the use of practical effects in this, which you know I'm a huge, huge yeah. fan of. Um, 
So yeah, all that stuff. Them on the bed and the bed getting all like sticky and melty. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Um, I can't really remember. Oh, they stab Vincent, don't they? Yeah, well, just before that, something else I, I really liked is when uh, Carly runs into the bedroom, she closes the door and pushes like a, a, a crib in front of the door to block it. And in the crib, which is weird that they made this, I guess, but Vincent has made um, him and Bo as babies still attached at the head. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we never mentioned that. Yeah, they... <laughs> but they were conjoined twins and when they got the surgery to sort of separate them it left Vincent's face partially destroyed so he wears a wax mask of what his face should yeah. look like uh, but I think I know the, the scene you're on about where he like cuts through the door and then yeah then he cuts through the wax figures of the babies and like cuts the babies through their sort of where they're conjoined yeah um i see i was like i i i didn't know if i liked that or not i was a bit like eye roll yeah it, I was like, it oh. is definitely eye roll <laughs> and it's it's stupid but i was like okay cool <laughs> yeah like you said earlier that weird satisfaction from the uh door being stabbed with a knife yeah and, i love it Watching the wax get sliced. I I really want to like walk through melting wax now. <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> I just want to stick my hand into a wall of melting wax. Is there somewhere we can pay to do that? I guess we just have to find a house of wax and then commit some arson. That's very true. All right. Which you know I'm down for. Madam Two Swords, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Is Madame Two Swords made of wax? <laughs> uh, yes. Do you know I've never been to one? I went to the. I've been to so so many cities that have one. Yeah. Uh, but I just have never bothered. Like I just I, I I feel like I would like part of me would be like, oh, that is cool, and I would appreciate like. I guess like the artistry of it. See, I've been to a couple, not uh, not Man Two Swords. I've been to one Man Two Swords in London, and it was all right. Like, it's a weird experience because um, people are taking photos of these wax figures like they're the real person. Uh, so yeah. when we went, like One Direction was still together, and they had a whole thing set up for them, and like there was a queue that was like you know half an hour long to take a photo with the wax figures, which right. even you know I was with my sister uh then and she was she she was at the age where she was really into wonder and she, even she was like i don't give a shit like <laughs> um but yeah. it's kind of cool they're, they're really impressive looking and they, they've got a lot of marvel stuff there and that's all cool um but we went to a wax museum in uh barcelona and honestly it was the most terrifying thing i've ever done in my life i was gonna say um i mean you can talk about yours first because i don't really have much to say about mine because i don't remember it too much <laughs> well the one this um, one in barcelona everything was just like not quite right you know you you would look at things and be like oh yeah i guess that looks like john lennon but also it looks horribly disfigured and like a a bizarro world john lennon um but yeah and then they would have john lennon next to like a clown for no reason and there would just be a clown wax figure as well 
and it was right. it was just horrible. Like the the very first room you had to walk through was a pathway that led through a massive uh, room, and on either side of you were royals from around the world, and they were playing this insanely like spooky music for no reason and right. we were the only people in this wax museum <laughs> and i got to the doorway and i was like i can't do it i can't walk through this room <laughs> and i literally like sped walk through it and um there's there's a point in that room as well where there's a guy with a guitar and when you walk past him it's like censored and he starts playing the guitar and like you know the music starts from the guitar and that literally made me shit myself and i was like yeah. just literally sprinted out of that room what about yours mine's uh quite close to home actually oh, Mine, yeah. there's one on the isle of wight a house of wax on the isle of wight and i was so young like younger than 10 and like you said i think everything was just like a little bit shit yeah but like the building was really old <laughs> like almost medieval i think it actually was like built like it, it was a wax museum but also like the building was a museum like it the it was like a heritage site right um so they had all this like medieval wax works like some torture stuff was going on there they had like a i remember there was a really creepy priest <laughs> And the whole thing just had a real unsettling vibe, and I really wanted to leave while we were there. <laughs> but the, the way it like drew me in originally is um, they had parked outside like a 1960s Adam West Batmobile. Oh, okay. And it was all yellow, and it was purely to promote this house, <laughs> like this wax museum <laughs> on the Isle of Wight. Like, how weird is that? Like, imagine. Because for, I guess, people, our listeners abroad that don't know, Isle of Wight is a real small island off the southern coast of England. And I can't imagine it was cheap to, A, buy an accurate replica of Adam West's Batmobile, and then, B, fully repaint it to promote your tiny wax museum. (laughs) Why would they repaint it? I don't know. I honestly think, because I think it must have been like like a millionaire's passion project or something. Like some millionaire owned that plot of land and had always wanted to wax museum. Was I can't I can't think of any other reason why a you would have that much money to splash on a tiny wax museum that not many people will visit because you're on a tiny island. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, just that, like, it just—I don't know. Is that not? It's baffling, right? Like, yeah, oh, a hundred percent. I think the the wax museums. Yeah, there must be some like sort of community of people that love wax museums and are super rich yeah, enough to <laughs> to do it. In fairness, I think I would be one of them if I was a millionaire. Yeah. I would make mine super creepy. Though. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, one of the things you would really enjoy about the one in Barcelona is the last part of it is all like the classic monster movies so they had like the creature from the Black Lagoon and Dracula That's and Frankenstein amazing. and they were all set up really cool to be fair and it's not hard to make yeah. those look alright but the funniest bit of that is it's all quite spooky in this in this last little bit and then there's a door that's like exit here and um, because it was just like this shitty little wax museum in Barcelona 
um, you go through that door and it just kicks you out into an alleyway behind the museum. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, really? You've left now. Because <laughs> there's, um, there's like waxwork figures in our, like just the city museum, um, in Portsmouth City Museum that are creepy. Well, I've always found them creepy. Yeah. Like the, like there, there's. I know I what ones you're going to say. I know what ones <laughs> you're about to mention. It's the ones in bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, so we have these waxwork, this waxwork couple of uh, a couple sleeping in bed in this big old four poster bed in our city museum. And I guess they're infamous because I've, I think every time I've ever brought them up, people have known exactly what I'm talking about. And every, like, I think everyone that's been there has found them creepy. Because <laughs> they, uh, so they snore, don't they? And yeah. Do they so breathe these, as well? Yeah, like they... They're some, yeah, waxwork couples sleeping and they also like... You can hear them snoring and breathing and stuff. And there's something about it, isn't there? Where it's just... Just unsettling. Yeah, unsettling is the exact right yeah. word. And they've got more waxwork figures in that museum. Like, um, there's that whole section of the museum where you have um like living rooms from different eras do you know that remember that bit where it's like yeah and that one's quite unsettling because all the yeah. characters are facing away from you looking at a tv um yeah and and you the just tv just like runs endlessly it's showing <laughs> yeah. like um like 60s kids tv which is unsettling at the best of times like old bill and ben and like bagpuss and you're just waiting for them to like slowly turn their head around yeah. and stare Come at you dead in the eye. play with us. <laughs> Do you want to watch the telly, Wesley? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I haven't been to that museum in about eight years, I think. I think the last time I went was like summer 2012, and I can't remember why I went. They did a, a movie prop thing. Um, which is maybe why you went as well, but that's why I went. But that again, yeah, that would have been like, yeah, five years ago, that's... eight years ago. Oh, that, that was um, their sci-fi exhibit, was it? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I thought that was earlier than 2012, so maybe it's earlier. Yeah, I went. Could have been like a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Support local museums. Um... <laughs> Well, it's free. So, uh, yeah. Our council tax supports that museum. Support local um, houses of wax. <laughs> so where were we? <laughs> I mean, we're at the end of the film, right? Like, uh, yeah. So everything's they... melting. Um, oh, there was a point. Yeah, I wanted to make. So uh, after Vincent cuts his way through the waxy doors into the wax bedroom where Carly is, um, they're having a big fight on the bed. And I'm not sure if Nick is there as well, but during this scene, uh, Vincent's mask gets taken off. And yeah. I just thought it was really underwhelming how his disfigured face looked underneath. Yeah, because his disfigured face is all CGI. Yes, yeah. Um, and it's really obviously CGI as well. Um, so yeah, that was really underwhelming. And it doesn't even really look that gruesome or anything. It just no, it just doesn't really look a, a lot like anything. Whereas we had no, like Wade's face when he was getting his skin peeled off earlier, and that looked really like wet and you know horrible and horrible, yeah. and it looked like muscle underneath the skin. Um, this just looked like sort of pink, 
smear across his half half his face um, yeah. with a hole for an eye. Yeah, I just thought that was really underwhelming, especially as the whole movie's been a lead up to what this guy looks like under the mask. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, really then look he just like, like gets stabbed, doesn't he? And then that's, he falls through the floor. Yeah, so he falls through and the lands floor. on top of his brother. He lands directly on his brother, and the right way as um, yeah, his his disfigured part of his face lands on his brother's face. Yeah, so they're like conjoined again. Yeah. <laughs> Which is um, lame but cool, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then like wax slowly floods the basement of wax. Yeah. Um and, and Yeah, seals them in, I guess. Yeah. But Carly and Nick uh are now trapped in this very rapidly melting house of wax. Um and start just like tunneling through the wall. <laughs> and like we said earlier, it's so satisfying <laughs> just watching them like reach in and grab these handfuls of wax. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It just looks like it would feel really satisfying. Yeah, and gross as well. Yeah. But yeah, so they managed to burst through the wall on the other side and then, you know, they've survived. They come out, but then that's like, this is, when they're looking at the outside of the museum melt and collapsing in itself, that's kind of the CGI I pictured in my head when... um. I saw, you know, the words museum yeah. and melting in the same sentence. Um, yeah. But yeah, all the stuff I leading agree. up to that was sick. But yeah, that last shot was like, eh, I mean, I guess that looks like a museum <laughs> of wax melting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the the police show up. Why did the police show up? They saw the smoke, I think. Um, oh, yes. Says. Yeah. Um, yeah, they show up and there's like, I think you see like loads of body bags, um, which oh, I thought cool. was a nice touch, because obviously there are, there's a town full of corpses essentially, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're they're like, it's like a, it's a weirdly happy ending. Like Carly and Nick are smiling and stuff, <laughs> even though all their friends are dead. Um, yeah, I think right at the end you get like a shit ton of exposition because one of the policemen just kind of explains the whole reason any of this was happening, yeah. doesn't he? And then sort of reveals uh, over like a police radio or something that the hillbilly at the beginning... Uh, or no, he he reveals that there's a third brother and then you see yeah, the hillbilly... Yeah, he's like, uh, we, we ran the family name through our like database and uh, they're like, oh, Mrs. Whatever didn't have two sons, she had three. And then they cut to Nick and Carly driving away, and yeah, the hillbilly's waving at them with Vincent's dog. Yeah, sat beside him. Uh, so yeah, you're left to assume that like that's the third brother. And then Helena by uh, My Chemical Romance kicks in. And yeah. <laughs> will, uh, will we get in trouble if we put that song on the end of our podcast? Not the whole thing. I but... think <laughs> if you put a free to use cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> but then what's the point? Yeah, it wouldn't have the same impact. No. I mean, we don't have enough listeners to get in trouble. <laughs> but one day, one day, when we're big and famous... We'll get sued by My Chemical Romance. That's what they'll use to take us down. <laughs> hey man, my life dream is to get sued by My Chemical Romance. Oh. I mean, I'm sure like if you were actively trying to, you could do <laughs> that get, quite pretty easily. Pretty easily, probably. 
just like repeatedly put all their albums on Pirate Bay or something <laughs> with like your name on it. Yeah, uh, uh, I was about to say my full name again. I was about to say my uh, full name. <laughs> when will you learn? I know, but I don't even really care about saying it. But Our since- last names since we started this podcast are Alex and Wes Turdson. <laughs> the Turdsons. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> so yeah, that's House of Wax. Should I go through... Um, because this was kind of a weird one where I wasn't watching it for the podcast originally. I don't have any sort of redemption points, but I can, you know, sort of go through some off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot I liked about this movie. I, I think it it really exceeded my expectations. I was expecting just sort of a shitty, um, you know, slasher flick, but came away actually really enjoying it, and I would highly recommend it to people to be honest um it uh one of the big points is they actually got like quite a few good actors to be in this movie um you know i think they just they cherry picked from a lot of the shows that were going on at the time like supernatural one tree hill um gilmore girls gilmore girls yep that's the thing and i think that was a really great shout i mean you know paris hilton isn't that great but she's fine like uh, bad to fine um so yeah i think they the actors really sell it and and make it enjoyable to watch um the the deaths are really good uh you know i think that's something we've always said is that's why you watch these movies in the first place um and yeah they they pay off you know from peeling wade's skin off um, yeah i, I... pull through the head See, I think, like, Wade and Paris Hilton's death were both good. I suppose there's only other, only really two other deaths, though. But then I guess you, I would include the gore in that as well. So, like, yeah, you true. know, Paris Hilton getting her, her foot, heel cut and um, Carly having her lips glued together and stuff. Uh, it's all quite, you know satisfying to watch for a horror movie um yeah and i I love the practical effects at the end i think the actual museum itself was really cool the actual house of wax even was actually quite cool um and they they definitely kind of got me with thinking there were more people in this town than there actually were um yeah i just thought it was really enjoyable i you know i would go so far to say i'd like this movie and I would watch this again with people who hadn't seen it before. Um, especially anyone who didn't know that everyone is made from people. Uh, I think that yeah. would be really enjoyable. But I think, yeah, as I said before, I think me and Beck both n- knew from the start that everyone was people uh, at some point. What about mm. you? So I, I think my favourite thing about this film... Because uh, I, I guess it's a different for me, because I've seen it so many times before. Okay. Like it, like I said earlier, at the start of the podcast, it was like a go-to film for sleepovers. I th- probably just because like I had it on DVD and it was the only horror film I actually owned, so <laughs> it was the one I would bring round people's houses <laughs> or something. Um, so yeah, I, I'd seen it a lot before this, so I guess like a lot. Of what you liked the most 
was less effective on me because I had already seen it so much. But like some of, some of the stuff hit harder. Like I expected that whole scissors snipping the tendon to be like the worst, but then everything else ended up being way more gruesome than I remembered yeah. <laughs> it. Um, so I, I would agree. Like for pure like shock factor, I think it, it was really effective. Um, especially Paris Hilton's death. Yeah. My but my favorite thing about the film this time around that I wouldn't have appreciated when I was like thirteen was how good like the set design was. Yeah, for sure. Like the whole town, the whole like Art Deco, mid-century sort of weird fifties look they were going for is so cool. Uh, and I'm, I guess, more into that sort of thing now than I was back then um, and like you said just like the design of the House of Wax itself I thought that was really really cool yeah well creating this like whole town yeah definitely uh, this whole town set for the movie really pays off yeah um, it really creates a sense of atmosphere and that you're actually in this town yeah you know? this town exists in the world and it is a town of wax that these crazy guys have made definitely and I think this is a good example of see it's a weird one because it's it's a remake but like what they did was take the concept of uh the 1953 house of wax and just do something completely different with it yeah uh like waxwork figures that have real people under it sort of and there's a wax museum is all they really took from the Vincent Price movie um and I quite like that like cuz the concept is um the concept's really good <laughs> you know yeah uh yeah it's 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 creepy like wax museums are already creepy so you got a good sort of base to start from um and I think like if you're going to remake something do something original yeah, rather than creating the same thing beat for beat. Exactly, scene for scene. yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's a great concept. It's a really solid concept uh, that the the wax figures have people inside of them. There you go, that's it. That's your idea. <laughs> and they managed to create a really good like slasher movie around that whole idea. Yeah, Yeah. so I appreciate it doing its own thing. Um, so you can kind of, if you're a fan of the original House of Wax you could watch this um, without constantly being reminded of like the original whereas other remakes and reboots you watch where you're like ah it's just not as good you know like how you always they try to do like a similar shot from like an like the original or something and you're just like eh (laughs) what's the point (laughs) of watching it you know it's like the um, like the live action Disney films they're doing now yeah, oh, 100%. What's the point of watching a slightly worse... Exactly. Uh, ...you know, version of Mulan that doesn't have any singing in it... ...or, or Mushu. ...or any songs, or Mushu, <laughs> yeah, it's, or Because I, I honestly... Um, I can't remember who I was with, but we put on Lion King on Disney+. Plus, and yeah. I just, I like... I, I I can appreciate, like, all the work that went into it and how, like, beautiful some of those shots look... Because they do, they do look beautiful. But like the, the reason they look beautiful is 
because like the African like Sahara and all that sorry um not the Sahara like the Serengeti sorry uh is all beautiful and they're just filming that um yeah and everyone's a bit less expressive well not a bit they're completely less expressive and at the end of the day you're just watching a less good version of the original exactly the Lion King is something I have the hardest time like figuring out how I feel about it because a lot of the cast in it are people I really really like yeah, definitely you know like Seth Rogen Donald Glover Billy Eichner uh you know I like I like all those guys um uh but yeah I just hearing their voices come out of these characters is I don't know it 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 hurts me yeah, and, <laughs> it, and like I said like everyone's just so lifeless because they went that realism route there's no way you can realistically make a lion like laugh you know like look happy or sad or angry without it being fucking weird so they just don't but yeah that's the complete downfall yeah so this is like how I think if you're gonna remake something this is the way to do it where you take like the core concept but change it and do something new with yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So, going through our infamous turd scale, uh, at the top we have a diamond rating, which is for bad movies with so many redemption points that they turn out to be good. Mm-hmm. On the next one down, we've got a polished turd. Under that, a slightly cleaner turd. Right in the middle is a clean pinched turd. And near the bottom is a plain old stinky turd. And at the very, very bottom for the worst of the worst, is diarrhea. Um, I think I've got mine pretty uh, set in stone. Yeah. Uh, I I think I know what I'll give it. If you want... Wait, did you want me to go first? or? Yeah, you go first. So I think I would give it... Um, uh, a slightly cleaner <laughs> turd. Is yeah, what I would give that's it. where I thought you would be. Um... Because, like, I don't know. I, I feel like there there is stuff in this. Because, like, my wife's reaction to it was a lot more like, this is a bad film. And I think, okay. like, um, if you appreciate... Um, or if, if you like schlocky sort of early noughties horror then you would like this film. and I, So I, I, I think I would say I like it, but I wouldn't go as far as to, like, properly defend it. <laughs> you know? And I feel like that's sort of, like, the difference between, like, a slightly cleaner turd and a polished sort of diamond turd, uh, where, yeah. like, I would really stick up for those films. But... With this, it's like if someone says it's bad, I'll probably just be like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> like it is." Um, but how great is that set design? <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I'd give it a slightly cleaner turd. Cool. Well, for my for me, I think it's got so many of those aspects that I really, really love. You know, it's got that early two thousands music. It's got um, that early two thousands feel. The cast feel, you know, like they're from the early 2000s. 
um, the way they speak, the way they look. It's just got that whole era of movies that I really, really love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going into it, I'm already a fan. Uh, I think having not seen it before, it just really surprised me with how much I did actually enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and I I knew little bits, but not enough to spoil the whole movie. And so there were parts where I was surprised. I didn't know about, you know, how any of them died. Um, so yeah, there was a lot going for me. And yeah, I just, I think, yeah, like you say, and I, like you said a minute ago, those sort of like schlocky slasher movies are some of my favorite movies ever um and i think this 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 is a polished herd for me nice. i i really enjoyed it yeah, and, and I-, I think you know you know you brought up a good point about defending it i i maybe <laughs> i wouldn't go so hard to defend it as much as something like you know maybe you would with um batman and robin or something oh yeah but because I, I think as I our think listeners I would push, know i could uh, i think i would Sorry, go on. No, I was just well, going to say. <laughs> I think I would push for someone to see it and give it a chance. Yeah. I think if someone wrote it off as like, no, it's just a shit, like, you know, teenagers getting killed movie, I'd be like, yeah, but give it a chance. <laughs> There's enough yeah. there to to keep you watching, to keep you interested, um, especially if you enjoy those sort of slasher movies. Definitely. But yeah, no, I, I really, really liked it. It, it, it didn't give me enough to give it a diamond rating um i'm still waiting on something to really give me those uh yeah because you haven't give me those redemption points diamond rated anything yet have you not yet Ooh. but but this is definitely a polished tad for me yeah for sure um and i think um if i was watching it for the first time i would probably be uh, at a polished tad as well but i think something gets taken away from it that i have seen this film so many times you know yeah um, i know 100 percent agree i think coming it coming at it with fresh eyes has bumped it up definitely for me for sure um so like i'm if we do um watch 13 ghosts our next film that'll be quite interesting because i think i've only seen that maybe once or twice and i was very young uh i can't <laughs> i remember one specific death and one specific really scary bit and i'd be interested to know if that's still really scary or it was just scary because i was nine <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like it uh, well there you go that was the house of wax podcast yeah um, just to give you an update, I'm fully melted apart from my mouth uh, <laughs> and a few fingers enough to hit the stop record button. Um, so it was good doing the podcast. I guess I won't be able to do 13 Ghosts on the next one. Uh, well, no, because you will come back as a ghost. Oh my God, I'll be the 14th ghost. You will be the 14th ghost. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> What a... well, thanks for listening everyone hopefully this comes out before Halloween and uh, yeah makes sense for <laughs> why we're doing this one yeah definitely alright cheers guys cool thanks everyone catch you on the next one